Hello and welcome to the Black Mind Games podcast episode something or other. I don't know. Um, I just came on. It's a, it, you literally ran through the door. Probably make sure I'm recording. Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> oh, that uh, would have been great. That would have been no, great. No, I was like, let's get this podcast going. But I was just like, the moment you started saying that, I was like, wait, am I recording? Because I, I knew it. I knew I pulled up thing, but I just mm-hmm. couldn't remember. Anyways, uh, hi everyone. I'm here. Uh, after a while, it's Alan. Alan. It is Alan's Alan. here. He's back. Back again. Mm-hmm. He's back. Tell a friend. <laughs> yep. Uh, mm. You know who else is is also back again? Me. Josh is here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm back from playing a hell of a lot of Magic Gathering since 2 p.m. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cause Commander Jeff was uh, Jeff was out playing in Twilight, Twilight Imperium, Imperium. Mm-hmm. and I was at home finishing off a novel that I wanted to talk about on the podcast. Um, it is it, we we can talk about it as we go through. A uh, couple things happened this week. Yeah, Baltech author got canceled. Yeah, uh, that's the thing I want to talk to you about after the chat. But okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to touch on it real quick, I'm I'm of mixed opinions of this. I don't even know what was said. Um, if the author's position is to believe, which I think should be taken with a grain of salt, fa- uh, which is fair, like it should be taken with a grain of salt, just straight up. Um, he may have been canceled over political reasons rather than for other things. Um. And given what Catalyst Games Labs have said as well, it seems to be so. I'm very hesitant to like throw my hat in of no, we should just boycott uh, Catalyst, as some people are saying. Some people are just no, we don't want to, but I don't want anything to do with the Catalyst anymore, which I don't blame anybody. I'm like, um, but right now I'm currently sitting on the situation of I'm going to be emailing them, providing a strongly word uh, statement as to why I do not agree with this decision. <laughs> why i feel it is going to more like more likely hurt their position as a recovering franchise because they are still recovering biotech hasn't recovered yet biotech is still like even though it's growing because of the influx of 40k refugees which is actually the thing like that's the reason why 40k is uh biotech is on such a massive upturn is mm-hmm. because of the 40k refugee situation um that might just turn them away and just potentially kill the kickstarter they've got coming up in october september october so here's what my personal opinion on this is is that you're right but this has been the problem with that we as a culture have been facing in terms of like i don't want to say we've been suffering at the hands of i forget the word but it's like cultural imperialism or something like that it's 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 something where a people come over and they take over a culture or take over yeah. an area. Yeah. And and this has been going on for constantly since like 2014, 2016. And it's only gotten worse in the past couple of months because people really don't know how to stand up. You and you have such a different facet of communities that make up this culture. I want to say nerd culture as a whole that um, you begin to see kind of like the problems with it and you begin to kind of see the 
the things that are kind of causing it to fall off the bandwagon per se, if that makes sense. And it's tragic because like you have people like Josh who are great and wonderful people, but they don't, Josh doesn't want to fight. And you have people like me, me who was like kind of just bitter and kind of just tired of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm as of right now, I'm very, very, very hesitant on stuff going on right now. I'm I'm going to send them an email and just say, hey, I don't think this is cool. And if I can, I'm not going to buy your products. Because I don't need really I have enough of a collection now where it's like. I don't really need them and I don't need to buy Catalyst minis if I can just 3D print them, which is probably what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna so, say if you get a 3D printer, I got some stuff you can print for me. I mean, that would be cool if like I did and then Josh just like started giving me money. <laughs> It's going to be this weird endless circle of we make a game, I get money, I give you back money for paying for fucking filament and shit, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps going back in a circle. <laughs> shit like that's going to happen. Yeah. That reminds me, I still have to like, I still have to open up our game this week, and I've been like bashing my head against stuff for a long time. So, ah. Uh, yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, I my personal opinion is is like the moment that we take politics out of this community and out of this culture, the better this is going to be. And I think that uh, I think it's going to be something it's where it takes time. It's, well, they've been losing for a long. They they've started losing. Like if people enough people are standing up now, where it's like it's getting pretty obvious where they're just going to fizzle themselves out. If that makes sense. Oh. Weird. Uh, okay. Like, I'm, no, I'm just looking at some other things. and uh, I'm, like I said, I'm just going to throw out my information and be like, yeah, no, I, I don't support this. I'm not going to cut support for Catalyst just yet, but if they keep doing things that I don't agree with, I'm just, I'll get a 3D printer and 3D print my own models. Mm-hmm. I have the rule set. I don't need them anymore, basically. I've got all the old lore. I can go out and buy the PDFs off of, uh, or just illegally download them. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, quickly to talk about Battletech, though, because we're going to continue on. I just finished a book called A Question of Survival. Oh, yes. I uh, picked it up on the recommendation of a couple people. Mm-hmm. And it's about um, what happens in um, the Tamar Rising source book, which is... A book that came out six months ago now, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, it's re- and that book is actually fairly good. Um, I think it has some like really well done up stuff. But it's about ghost bears dealing with the consequences of what's going to be coming out in the next source book, which is Dominion's Divided. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're being forced to choose between a political situation of join the Ilkhan and stuff like that, or remain independent and potentially face the wrath of the ill clan and in this book uh the vote gets pa- uh, the, the vote is brought up while the jade falcons who refuse to join the ill clan because they didn't agree with the fact that 
the previous Khan decided to go try and take Terra and tried to beat the wolves. Um, they refused to acknowledge anything related to Terra and stuff like that. Um, are rebuilding and basically show up to steal a bunch of Ghost Bear cadets and Officer Corps, uh, future pi mech warrior pilots, all that. And it's a very good read. Um, a little bit, a little bit rough in some spots, but I do believe that it's it's incredibly good for the most part with uh, the way that it does the combat, the way that it does the story. You've got things like the Hell, the Loki, uh, like it, actually the back of the book it shows off all the mechs that are in the in the novel, which is actually pretty smart. Like the Bear Cub, the Executioner, the Grizzly, the Grendel, the uh, Carhu, and all that stuff. Like it does like a bunch of stuff very very well. Um, I think one of my major complaints about it though is everything seems to happen fairly quickly for some at some points. Mm -hmm. uh, I do recommend it as a read though. Uh, the next book I'm going to be reading related to Battletech, though, is A Price of uh, Redemption Rights, which deals with the wolf, uh, the Wolf's Dragoons. And it relates to events of the other book, the source book that just came out three weeks ago, uh, which is Empire Alone. So it's going to be good. I'm going to I'm going to read it. I'll tell you about that. Um, I wonder what mechs are in this book. Wolfin, Timberwolf. Tarki, the warlord, werewolf. You mean a mad cat? It's called a fucking mad cat. No, it's a timber wolf. I will respect No, it's them. a mad cat. I mean, technically the mad cat 2 and 3 are mad cats. Timberwolf oh, wow, equals mad linebackers, cat. Kodiak, Grand Tight. Oh, wow. I actually generally like the look of this, the mechs that are in this book. Holy jeez. Anybody who... In alphabetical order goes the Anvil, Archer, Blood Reaper, uh, Blood Reaper Dire Wolf, Do Dominator, uh, Executioner, Grand Titan, Hellster, Kodiak, Linebacker, Lupus. Like, oh my god, like the most of the mechs in this novel are just heavies and assaults. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, there's a medium, there's the Stormcrow. And there's one life, which is the Wolfen. Holy shit. Wow, I... I might need to read this like right away. I'm very, but yeah, no, on about, uh, but I will, I strongly recommend the book question of survival. It's really good. Um, and with the Battletech author, it's a little weird. I don't support it, but it might be just that it might be just because of political reasons that I don't know. We'll find out. I doubt they're going to respond to me, but hey, we'll, we'll see how things go. Um, Josh, yeah. Josh, yes. you played Magic this uh, week. I have. I've played a lot of Commander. Uh, and also at my local store, they've got more product in that I self, not sure selfishly or more of a, I, I, I just splurge a little bit on buying some product from my local store and, uh, it was so. I did. I got some hits, but it wasn't this fantastic, spectacular. You got six hundred dollar card hits. It was just like, oh, I could use that for a deck. Oh, I could use that for a deck. That was that type of thing. I but, could get uh, this, and it would solve all my problems. I could get this, and everything's going to go away. I can get this, <laughs> yep. and my daddy's going to love me. Exactly. That's how that totally goes. Uh, 
I so far, like every week is my usual routine of, oh, I'll go play commander, go play commander. I'm actually kind of think of trying to build a pioneer deck so I could try to get into pioneer because I used to be a modern player and there was a time where modern was fine. You can actually kind of get by with some weird makeshift deck and do relatively OK. Uh, but now it gets because of the artificial injection with fucking uh, Modern Horizons one and two. It's just not feasible anymore. Like I can't compete with the people who dropped like two grand on a fucking deck. And it's like. <laughs> it's fucking bonker. Like you can do pretty well with like a very like budget deck, but you go you go up against a guy who dumped like four hundred dollars, like two grand again on a deck because of all the uh, incarnations that got printed in the last Modern Horizons. And man, it just sucks going up against those guys with like has all the incarnations have basically uh, elemental deck of four colors. And it's basically just what's called in a lot of competitive card games. Good stuff is just you literally put as much good cards as you can in the deck. And it doesn't necessarily have a theme, doesn't necessarily have like an objective. It's more because it has a lot of good cards. Therefore, it will just win because they're just high tier good cards. And that's basically what these guys are doing with these cards. It's just I mean, there is a strategy you got to play with and you got to you know, know how to use them. But at the end of the day, these cards are like $50 and it's like I can't pay $200 for a playset or hell. I think the most expensive one is like 70. It's like I I can't do that. I, I just can't <laughs> fucking I feel guilty getting uh, myself a, what's called an Urza Saga, which is a weird enchantment land. And I play artifacts, so I play affinity. So fucking I, you know, play that and I got the, my you know, Urza Sagas, they're only like 40 bucks each, which is I <laughs> kind of expensive. But when you compare it to other fucking cards in that fuck in the modern, like this relatively cheap and it just gets to a point of like, man, I think I'm just going to step away from modern because it's just not fun anymore. Like, I just feels like I just get outplayed and outgunned. And it's it, just it like, feels, I hate it. It feels pay to win when a game should not. And when the game feels pay to win. Yeah, it, it exactly. Being fun. Yeah, that's kind of the reason why I stopped playing War Machine is because I remember this um, very cleanly. So I played Signar, right? And then they released mm -hmm. a faction that was or they released a model set that was just uh, one of the units I would play, but just better. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I was just like, what <laughs> the fuck? Like they were just better units straight up so it was just like yeah okay i'm out because that was the thing that always like differed war machine from like um not Warhammer. 40k not uh, not 40k until recently yeah uh different from other tabletop games where it was just all oh, this better unit came out mm -hmm. and yeah i hey x is just better i i generally don't like that where you just release things in general and that's the problem with magic magic had the problem with power creep for almost a decade now Mm -hmm. um, even back when I started playing back in like 2010, when I started playing, or well, 2009, I started playing. Um, but 2010, uh, 2012 is where Power Creep really became noticeable to me. And it's only gotten worse. Mind you, I stopped playing Magic in 
2017. Just after I left, finished Nate, so 2017. Um, and I, I think that's the problem. They always assume that bigger is better and X is always better and Y is always better just by adding more things into it, which isn't a good thing. You, you want things to power scale off a set core of things and that set core should always be constant throughout all the series. I think that was the problem. I think that's been a problem for magic since they've stopped doing core sets. Yeah. Um, Oh, Matt, the, I can tell you right now, they've been flip, very flippy floppy on that. I think they're going back on core stats again. If they do, that might help them. Re, uh, but I think at this point, the core the core balance is so out, far out the field that like my commander deck, which wasn't even that top tier, was like kind of like in the middle. My old red, white yeah. commander deck that I've retooled a couple times since last saw you, jo uh, Josh. Um, yeah. I don't even think it's like I don't even think I'd be able to viably play against it with new, newer commander deck stuff. And I'm also not a fan of like magic doing all these like specialty card sets now related to other IPs. I actually genuinely hate that. Uh, like, I, I thought at, at first I'd be like, oh, whatever, it's fine. Because even with the like the My Little Pony stuff that came out of the, the special set of, like, five cards, I was like, all oh, right, yeah. whatever. That's, but, that's a while ago, but yeah. Well, yeah, I know. But even when I saw that, I was kind of like, all right, whatever, fine. But I've, like, they've got 40K. They had Godzilla. They've had... Um, they've had too much they've had too much no it's not even that it's just i i feel like it's undermining their franchise it's that our franchise is just incapable of standing alone so let's pull let's uh, license in other franchises to like add emphasis to our franch uh to our game which i don't think is a good strategy i i, I feel like that's actually like a fundamentally bad end line decision and I, stuff like that i I mean, I'm kind of indifferent to the, I get I like, I'm really indifferent to that. I, uh, the different IPs coming in. Like at first I was like objecting to it. Then I was like, you know, at the end of the day, it kind of doesn't matter because as long as it's not brand new cards that are never like, you know, brand new worded cards that haven't been reprinted anywhere else, then it should be relatively fine except for The Walking Dead, but that actually did get reprinted somewhere else just later down the line, but it was just a situation that no one liked. Uh, but at the same time, uh, for like, let's, what was the recent uh, print with the IP? I think it was uh, Fortnite, believe it or not, which was pretty funny to see some of the cards that they put out with Fortnite, like all the flavor from Fortnite and stuff like that. Um, but like... Yeah, like, it's a weird, like, yeah, if someone, like, I'm playing Commander and someone puts out a Fortnite card, I'll, I'll be like, well, weird, I guess, and cool, I guess. But at the same time, it's like, what card is that? What's the name? Okay, I I get it. And then you kind of go on with your day. Because, yeah, like, I, I feel like with adding IP from other properties into Magic Gathering, I'm surprised they haven't done that earlier in the lifespan of Magic the Gathering. Because, like, yeah, you have your own, like, mythos and shit. But it's like, you felt like you would have done that in the 2000s, if not, you know, again, or maybe even earlier than that. But, like, to do it now, do it now as of late, it's like, huh. Again, it feels like you would have done it earlier, but I don't know. Maybe they actually had standards or something. Uh... 
but yeah, like again, I'm I'm just kind of indifferent to the, like adding IPs and whatever. Again, not as long as it's not original cards being printed there, it should be fine. But I don't know, wizards be wizards, and also they're under control of Papa Hasbro, so who knows what's the future holds. I mean, I sure hope that that they don't just keep trying to di- like Hasbro keeps digging in their teeth and just keeps going. OK, print, make a box set more expensive, make a box set more expensive, make a box set more. Like if you keep doing that, no one, the whales are going to keep buying it, but that's all the who's going to buy it. And then at the end of the day, like you just lose like 90 percent of your fucking player base. And it's like, yeah, no wonder, like there's only only collectors buying this shit because no one plays wants to play anymore because you keep pu- pricing them out like Christ. <sighs> Whatever I just, for when Magic the Gathering comes out with uh, another theme cards from another property, I'm crossing my fingers for either Mortal Kombat or Ninja Turtles. Because would it be great if you play a sorcery spell and it says come over, <laughs> get over here. And you get control of a creature and you can fucking do shit with it for a turn and you can maybe like sacrifice it to Scorpion with a f- with, <laughs> with a freaking finisher. That's it's a special move or like a uh, as a keyword phrase on the card. Like that'd be, that'd be cool. I would like that. Yeah. All right, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Yes, there. Yes, sir. I'm right here. Uh... I've enjoyed. What, Am I, what, what did what did you? Uh... I watched Terminal List this week, and then I played Destiny and Halo. You tell me what I'm going to talk about because it's not Destiny or Halo; it's Terminal List. And more people need to watch this show. Josh, let me explain to you how great this show is. Alan's already <laughs> sold on it, okay? Because Alan's going to watch it and he's going to sit there and be like, "Man, Terminal List is great! Terminal it's fantastic!" List. Okay, so let me explain to you, Josh. Have you ever wanted to watch a movie or a show that is just nonstop violence with good story and fucked up, fucked up realities? You know, I'll, uh, you know I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'll assume this is good, and I'll give it a watch tomorrow while I'm off while I'm at home. I'm going to be painting models tomorrow. I'm be painting models tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming this is pretty awesome. Yes. You know, you know, John Wick, Josh, you know, John Wick. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is like John Wick, but TV. And uh, oh. I'll get it. I'll, I'll, I'll get it a little bit into the plot. Basically, uh, Chris Pratt plays um, Navy SEAL commander um, who uncovers a conspiracy in the government or a conspiracy. And it's about him dealing with all of the underlying issues and consequences of that um at the start of the entire show though you watch his entire unit just get massacred yep and uh it's it's relatively good because it's like chris pratt becomes a one-man army and you're like huh this is actually really good like this is really good and it makes sense because instead of chris pratt being um highly paid assassin he's a navy seal so you expect him to kind of be like all out war all the time if that makes sense um the action's good the plot is pretty good there's some fucky stuff that goes on 
um, that makes it a little bit confusing, but it's all good. Um, I do have a couple of issues with it, though. Um, the season's only eight episodes, and I think that this thing needs a little bit bigger of a budget because there's some CG that's done, and it just looks awful. Well, I, I know for a fact that the CG being the CG looking awful is probably more related to fucking Disney. Oh, boy. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, it's Amazon. Um, no, I'll, I'll give it a gander tomorrow when I get mm-hmm. the chance. Um, like I said, I'm going to probably end up reading uh, Redemption Rights tonight. Um, I'll be looking into a couple things, a couple other things. I'm going to finish up my Berserk manga. Hey. Oh, actually, Jeff, I told you about how... Okay, so this is going to be a bit of a story for the, the uh, for the fans who are listening to this related to Battletech. Oh, yes. So, I have been building lances and uh, uh, my, my battle mech comp, uh, mercenary company and stuff like that. And I've got mostly two of every pack except for the few that I can't get of the inner sphere stuff because I'm not exactly I'm not exactly a fan of clan stuff but I also don't mind it like if I can get like things like shadow cats kodiaks vultures and stuff like that if I can get that that'd be awesome but that's beside the point mm-hmm. uh, um <clears throat> but I got a second wolf dragoon pack uh, yes. couple, a, about a week and a half, uh, about a week ago and mm-hmm. I sat there and I looked at the pack because I just wanted it for an additional Mad Cat, an additional Archer, and additional uh, the Rifleman and and the BJ. The Annihilator in that pack is whatever. I'm okay with that. But I was sitting there looking. And it's like, well, now I've got two, and I really don't need another Annihilator or another Mad Cat or another Archer. And I was just like, but I got a second one because I wanted I wanted to have two. I wanted to have at least two of every set. And I stopped and I said, what if I paint up this pack as a mercenary and as the mercenary company color? So black with red trim and uh, do up all that. And I just kind of sat there like, what if I do something similar for the inner sphere lances? So now I have a uh, now I have a planned lance for each inner sphere house in their respective guard unit colors. So the um, Davion guards, uh, the Liao guards, the Karita, uh, Karita red, the, the Free World's League uh, guard. And the Lyran Guards, which are the four, the five things. And I've already made up the lists of all the things. And if you want to know, like each list is going to be something that's very iconic for them as a faction. So for the Davions, it's going to be a Valkyrie, a Blackjack, a either a Victor or a Battlemaster, and either a Marauder or a Rifleman, because both those fit. Um, Liao is going to be a Cataphract, a Hunchback, a Raven, and a Catapult. Karita, mm-hmm. who I've already got the lance done. I legit picked up two packs. Uh, I picked up three packs and bought a single uh, random box, and I got the lance done. Technically, I could do a second one because the the support lance that you can get for BattleTech that comes with the Cyclops, the Thug, the Spider, and the uh, Dragon. That's yes. just that, that's all. That's basically all Karita mechs. They're yeah, that makes all, sense. Um, but well, the lance I was doing is an Atlas. A dragon, a Jenner, and a Panther, because those are all really well known to be part of the Jenner, uh, the Draconis Combine, um, and they're yep. all gonna be done up in nice red. I got almost all of the owls done, which is of course the Hunchback, the Raven, Cataphract, and I just need a Catapult now. Um, Davion, as I said, Davion's that. Steiner is as follows: a Zeus, 
a banshee, which now I have three banshees, by the way. Um, that's a, that's too many banshees. No, that's, that's not enough banshees. I need eight. I need to be like big, uh, big red 40 K. He has eight banshees. He has eight. He has eight banshees, eight centurions, eight grasshoppers and eight hatchet men. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing with eight, ha uh, eight, uh, grasshoppers and eight hatchet men, but I know what I'm doing with eight banshees and eight, eight centurions. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Um, Just run two AC twenties. You're good. Um, uh, but yeah, I've got a Zeus, I got a Banshee, a Zeus, um, a Griffin, and I'm also going to be doing actually I'm going to be getting th uh, three Griffins for this, but the other two are for a special project that I'm going to be doing, and finally a Wolfhound. So that's the lance for Steiner. Merrick is an Archer or a Warhammer, which I think I'm just going to go with an Archer because Warhammer is very ubiquitous. Um, a Wolverine, a awesome. Mm -hmm. And either a Shadowhawk or, or, yep. Or, oh my god, I just blanked the mech's name. Wolverine? No, I've already got a Wolverine and Lance. I think it's just gonna be a no, it's gonna be Shadowhawk or a Phoenix Hawk, but the Phoenix Hawk I think will be just, I think I'll just go with a, uh, just with a Shadowhawk. Because I don't know what would be a good mech that is another, like, very staple. Merrick mech because Merrick has such a like Merrick has every basically access to all the mechs except for like the very specific Liao and Karita ones like the Hach uh, uh, the Hachimoto Chi and like that stuff for the Taritas and then like the Koshe the Sanzu and a number of other mechs so I'm just like trying to be like very specifically iconic mechs for that believe it or not the Davion uh, even though the the Marauder is a very common one, if I do another uh, Lance for Davion, it's going to have a Marauder, a Victor, a Enforcer, and maybe something else. I don't remember. What, I don't remember what the fourth mech was going to be. Steiner's. If I do another Steiner Lance, I know what I'm doing for that. A Commando, a Stalker, <laughs> and probably either a Rifleman. No, actually, no. They don't have a Rifleman version. Oh shit! What do I do? Yeah, whatever. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm just having fun and just like making up little fun, cute little Lance's ideas and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's – oh, no, I now I remember what I was going to do with Steiner. I was going to do a uh, a uh, Axeman and a Hatchetman in the Stalker and the um, Commando list because – those are both also Steiner mechs, but also technically Davion mechs too, but that's beside the point. Davion, See, if I, I, Davion, if I did another list, would have like the Crusader, Rotter, Bushwhacker, and probably... See, I think that like what I'm doing right now is like I'm just painting all of my mechs that like I want to use as like blue silver gold because i think that that's a cool color scheme and i think that that would actually be really nice um and then what i want to do is i want to i'm doing all my clan mechs as jade falcon but i'm calling it weeb falcon because i'm crazy so i have the i have a weeb uh decal that i want to get made up that's literally just uh the jade falcon logo but except the jade falcon the Jade Falcon was replaced with an anime girl. I think it's the Harpy from like uh, one of those weird animes. If that makes sense. Alan, you there? Yeah. No, I, I like I like that idea. 
Well, uh, you you picked up the the uh, the Wolster Goon today. Yeah, and which... then I also and then I also get got a Vapor Eagle, so uh, I'm gonna you make the, it. You got the strike the strike uh, strike star, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So I'm gonna make uh, I'm gonna also make the uh, Ferrari Vapor Eagle. I kind of want to get a uh, Clan Heavy Star again mm-hmm. because the Wolf's Dragoon used the Clan uh, Marauder 2C, um, the Warhammer 2C. They also used the Warhammer, and um, I can see them using a Hunchback and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't know. Like I'm trying to keep the like as of right now, when the next Mercenary Star st- uh, Mercenary Lance packs that are coming out, like the uh, like the Dread Death Legion, Kellhounds, the Highlanders. Um, Waco's Ra- I think it's Waco's Rangers and Aerodeni Light Horses come out. I'm getting two of each at least. And, yeah, that... and one of each pack is going to be painting in their respective unit colors. And I'm going to be finding out what each unit looks like so I can make sure that I got it correct. Because I know the Arendari Light Horse is a very drab gray or drab green, uh, green or like, gra- yeah, drab brown, uh, not drab green, a very... Uh, like a not a traditional military green, but like an old U.S. Army uniform color. Like kind of, it's I a mean, green, but it's it's a very faded green. I mean, one of the guys um, who I play with, he has a Griffin that looks like a came off of a Capellan line, but it's like the World War One uniforms. If you yeah, catch yeah. my drift, yeah, yeah. Well, Capellans do a lot of their mechs in green. Technically, uh, technically, this one's gray. Gray. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Um, yeah, oh, by cool. the way, those two Griffins I told you about, like I was going to get two more extra Griffins and just for Lyrans, I'm going to be doing them up as the Royal Guard Lyrans, uh, Griffins. Mm-hmm. So if you look up the uh, the Steiner throne room, there are two Griffins on either side of the, the Archon's throne. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get the, I'm going to paint them up in those specific colors. That way I have, I can, if I want to do like a, like a really cool, uh, scenery piece and I want to do the Archon's throne because I, if I was going to do like one of the Grey Houses throne rooms I would do that one because I don't like the look of the Davion one I really don't like the look of the Karita one um I haven't seen the Liao one and Merrick's is a fucking parliamentary hall and I don't want any, anything to do with that shit um but the uh Steiner has this very beautiful hall it's marbled floors blue pillars the banner of the Lyran Commonwealth in the background two griffins and a, uh, and a technically a uh, a balcony for like viewers to sit down and look on it's raised up and over like kind of like how parliament has for us here in Canada and it looks really really cool i think jo- I, I think we should get Josh into this game I mean, I've been trying, and Josh every single time goes, I Man. should, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. Because that I requires. Should. Yeah, I got him the fucking game. I never. I saw him boot it up once. Yeah. Once. Come on, Josh. I should. Play the Josh, game. Josh, I demand a live stream I, on Monday. I, I, demand, I demand a betch hall. <laughs> I demand a bachelor. If you refuse my bachelor, you'll be banned from the podcast. Oh, oh! <laughs> Speaking of bachelors, I'm in. I was in a chat, and we're just we're just, we're just shooting the shit, talking, and the the host of the 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 chat pops in and says hi, da 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 da, and we're all like just kind of like shooting the shit and stuff like that. 
See, Josh, the funny thing is Josh is going to rent a nuke and then I'm just going to be done. And rented. That's a deep cut. For people who don't understand, type in discount Dan rent a nuke. Uh, anyways. So, yes, Alan, your story. All right. So we're, we're just shooting the shit. Um, we're, we're, we're playing like, uh, we're talking about like how, like what kind of star, what kind of like faction you want to be? What kind of, like, why would you play like with this? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, Lyran Commonwealth, Torian Concordat and Ghost Bears. Like, and, and then one of, one of the guys is just casually just like, <sighs> filthy ghost bear and I'm like you di- I, I will batch all you right here and he's like I wouldn't even refuse because you're a ghost bear you dare refuse my batch all <laughs> just the chat and we're just like giggling all to ourselves and, and then one of the guys accidentally types in and this is the point of this joke the cl- uh, why would you want to play clowners and like we all started laughing and we're like the clowners, and he was like, "That was an auto, uh, that was an auto, uh, autocorrect," and legit straight up, we were like, "Holy shit, you are so, you need to fix that." that and as of now, we have an emote that is just, um, um, that is just uh, just them, just like that is just like that you dare refuse our, our batch all, but it, but he's painted up with clown face, and it's just like yes. <laughs> So we've, I, called, I, we've we've taken to calling the the clanners clowners in the chat. It's just I mean, so much fun. I mean, clanners are basically clowners, so that doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Um, what else do we have to talk about this week? Uh. Josh. Uh, I actually played more of, of inscription. Uh, I saw that in chat there. Yeah. You yeah, played. I, I actually nothing. finished it. You no, sort of. you finished it in quotations. Yes, big quotations. Because now, now I got to go back into it because I'm realizing like the ending was like, huh, that that was an ending. But I was like, hold on, there was something about it that felt off, and I was like, let me go back in the game again. And then I was like greeted with more stuff than I was used to, and also seems like. Right. Someone else is fucking doing shit, and I'm like, "What? Who's doing shit?" What game? Oh, okay, God, where, this time. Where are you in this game? So I literally finished it the first time. Okay, that does. Oh, okay, where but, are you? Like, what segment did you beat the 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 druid guy and like trap him in like his in his camera and stuff like that? Yeah. So I basically I completed the whole game like I did. Uh. So like I compl- basically there's different acts. Uh, there's the cabin, and then evolves into like the eight bit uh, uh, game, game Boy version. Yeah, uh, Game Boy version, and then it keeps progressing into weird variations. Uh, basically, I like I like the cabin section probably a little more than like a lot of think a lot of people kind of do, simply because it was like just you in the cabin and just trying to figure out the rules. Yeah, uh, and uh, like. <laughs> And as things start get increasing with the card complexity, like it's really uh, when you whenever it's kinda- when you get the chance, you need to get um, Ouroboros and just keep killing it and sacking it because you keep getting it back and it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And that thing persists. That by the way, that strength persists through the game. Like oh yeah, I. 
I figure that out. <laughs> and um, there is another version to the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, so, like, basically, when I say I finished it, I did get all the way to the end. And I saw credits. But then I again, like I said, it's like this Wait, This felt weird. So I went back to play it again. And it's just more clues about when you go back into the game. It was just like it feels like I said, like someone else is recording. And I'm like, who's recording? Who's using this fucking VC, this fucking recording setup to record this shit? I'm like, this is weird. So I got to I got to play the game more. And there's actually a an extended story or something, because there's a mod that's uh, it, sa- it says mod. But I'm like, it's not a mod. It's more of the story of the game when you go to the menu and there's the, the mod thing on. So I'm like, huh, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Um, but, uh, like, yeah, like, if I remember, try to remember all the sections, but it's been a while, because I stopped right at, like, was it Act 4? And then I continued past Act 5, just to, like, kind of finish it up and, like, see what else there is. And, uh, yeah, like... For, like so far, like the game, card game mechanics and like the different stu- layers of uh, card game mechanics on top of that, like I almost wish Inscription was kind of a real card game because I'm like, man, I think I probably have fun with this. But there's probably some interactions that I don't think would fly at all in a physical card game, like cutting your card in half and combining it with another card. I don't think that would fly. <laughs> I don't think that would fly. No. <clears throat> uh, but yeah. Like I, the whole like I highly, highly recommend the whole card game. It's very fun. Uh, oh, I should. <laughs> I'm just realizing I have the badge for the uh, getting the level five badge for inscription, yeah. which is pretty hilarious. I didn't really. <laughs> I must have got that and didn't realize I got it. Oh, um. Uh, so you you played through the first part in the cabin, correct? Yeah. Um, how, how did you feel about that eight grizzlies spawning? Oh, fuck. Yeah, the eight grizzly thing. That was like, I literally was scratching my head over and over going, how do I get through You were supposed this? to lose that. You're supposed to lose there. However, I saw yeah. I saw somebody beat it the first time they got there, and I just giggled when it happened, because the game just kind of like, uh, uh, it just carried on to the next scenario. All right, I guess you just keep going, because you're supposed to like lose by that point. Like... Yeah, you're. Yeah, actually, there was one scenario in the game. I mean, this is kind of spoilers because everything about the game is kind of a surprise because you're not sure what's going to happen next. But the bot, like the main big boss at the end of the cabin series, is you fucking fight the moon. The moon. <laughs> like, like literally, when the the guy who's setting up this board game, he goes, "Man, we need to find a." a actual boss for you that's equivalent to kicking your ass and he, he looks at the moon he goes that's perfect he takes a picture of it throws it on the table and not realizing how big it is it just engulfs the entire play field and you go what do i do here it's not even a card it's just literally the moon and it turns out like the it has it, i forget what it was it was like if almost no did it have health infinite health or it had infinite attack I can't like it's something infinite. It was huge, took up the whole playing field. And it turns out it was like you got to play the clock and you got to run it down just so you can live enough to get past the stage and win. It was like, oh, shit, you got to really figure out what to do in this card game or to get past the fucking moon. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, no, yeah. I, I, I watched a couple of people. Like, I actually watched somebody play against the moon and just like, Ouroboros, 2020, swing once, swing twice. Oh, look, the game is over. Yeah. <laughs> it happened so quick. Although, I think my favorite thing was is that um, depending upon if you have a certain animal, a uh, certain character or the thing, the character, like, the, the, when moon activates the gravity powers, it sucks up, like, certain things under a, under a specific power level. And you apparently like the stout go if the stout goes up, you can just see the stout orbiting the moon in the card. And it's it's mm. really funny. Like there's a number of creatures that I'll just, you'll just see. Like most of the, more often than not, they'll just end up dead. But then you'll see specific like little animations of the stout up in the moon, and you'll see like words spawning next to it as it's fucking shouting or something like that. It's like fucking gold. Um, the goat. Uh, I I do love the eyes that you can get in the game, where like if you lose your one of your eyes for like. Uh, playing just to keep playing, but you can get a one of the guys is a goat eye. Oh, and if you look at the goat card, the black goat or the sacrificial goat card, when you've got the goat eye, it's a sexy goat, and it's just like, ha, huh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> oh. Oh no, more furry <laughs> shit. No, it's <laughs> it's genuinely funny. Hang on, let me get it. Yeah. Um, oh no! I, I mean, need to play this game. That's what I'm learning. It's a good. It's a good card game. It's a very like if you're from. I was gonna say if you're familiar with Magic the Gathering a little, uh, it would probably help you a, a bit of like how the mechanics kind of work. All right. But uh, like, uh, but other than that, like there is still a lot of variation on the mechanics. Like when you're attacking, you have to think about right. what card is in front of the other card. First, like, oh, this card can attack in two directions, but it, because it attacks in two directions, it actually counts as one hit and a, and a second hit, like double strike. And I'm like, oh, yep, that's kind of neat. It's actually very, it it's really clever. Oh, yeah. It's like a oh. super good mechanic because you like can stack up damage real hard if you plan it yeah. just right. Um, Jeff, there is the uh, there's the there's what the card normally looks like, Jeff. OK. Uh. This is what the card looks like when you have the goat eye in. Unironically. Oh. <laughs> Anime oh. eyes blush. <laughs> He's hot and bothered. I, I fucking just love that book. It, it, it's just so funny. I was like, <laughs> I saw that the first time. I was like, wow. Wow. Um, that's, that's real good. What else? What else is there to talk about tonight? Um, I don't think there's just anything. Else. I'm just trying to think. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I, I don't have anything else to talk about. Do you have anything else to talk about there, Jeff? I mean, I think that we can end the show. I'm and good for that. Sure. Yeah, I think next week I got to talk about Stray because I did buy Stray and it's the hottest game on the market right now. So somebody's got to play it. Josh. Oh, I mean, I was going to get it, but I'm like, I heard how kind of short it is. And I'm like, eh. well, I still got to play the lookers so too. So there'll be that. Um, tune in on yep. Monday because some are. Yeah, there's actually this. Yeah, there will probably be stuff happening this weekend. I don't know. I need to talk to Josh before we make plans. But tune in <laughs> on our Twitch live stream. Alan's not if there. I won't be. If it doesn't fail. Alan's not there because Alan likes having fun. I like having do I like doing work. 
Yeah. He he loves work. Yeah. Anyways, thank you everyone for listening to Black Man Games Podcast. You can listen to us every Thursday on blackmangames.popcorn.com. Um, you can subscribe to us every – you can listen to us every Thursday and you subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app of choice. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Alan. Have a good night. Bye. And- Thank you.